All great things must come to an end. Whether it was Antonio Gates' run in Los Angeles slash San Diego or Benjamin Watson's run in Baltimore, all great tight ends have to find a new home at some point too. We have a lot of new tight ends and new homes and a lot of old faces going to new places, so we're going to break all of that down. And unfortunately, rankings month comes to an end with tight ends, kickers, and defense. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up The Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up The Score. It's Donald here with Scott and Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, the journey is complete. Rankings month comes to a close at the end of this episode. What's your fondest memory of rankings month? It's been a rush. It's been a blur, really. But it's been a great time. the word unceremoniously over the head. (laughs) <laughs> Mine was getting the open for this episode done in one take. Yeah, that was nice, Doc. Good was, job. I I haven't done that maybe since we came back. You put for season an two unprecedented <laughs> amount of pressure on yourself. For, <laughs> for no well, reason. one of my many, but it is fun to watch. <laughs> one of my watch many meltdown, horrible qualities you know? of myself, though, is that I love I have to get everything perfectly right on the first try, or else I feel like a complete failure. And so, especially with you guys so you here, must feel that way often. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> You don't get it. Yep. A lot. Yep. Pretty much. And now you know the secrets. All right. So uh, we've got tight ends. We're going to get to some kicker defense strategies uh, at the end Tom of the episode. Tom loves kickers, man. Tom loves kickers and defenses almost as much as he hates drafting tight ends. Yeah. I mean, I have no <laughs> arguments here. No. Uh, I'm going to be a curmudgeon most of this episode. So, yeah. yeah. Surprise. Anyway, Don, go ahead. If Tom could draft Ebenezer Scrooge as his tight end, he would do it. He's streamable. Uh, <laughs> as long as he plays the Browns. On name alone. <laughs> He's got a great matchup with a ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> Just very old or very young, very inexperienced, the ghost of Christmas past. Anyway, uh, before we get to our top 15 tight ends, again, you need to have one of these top 15 guys. Like, there, there's really nothing else. But we are going to give you some of our plum picks. I can feel it down in my plums. I don't even think you need to have top 15 there. What? You don't need to have. I don't even think you need to have a top fifteen tight end. Okay, fair enough. But I'm serious. I mean, it would be nice. Just let them do the palm pick drop. <laughs> I, I think we have it. We have. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it felt like you were waiting for it and waiting no, no, for no, no, it. No, no, no. I just wanted to hear him say his piece about it. <laughs> well, I mean. I will play Vance McDonald week one gladly versus the Browns, and then and I will drop him for the next guy. Who is plays that your the Browns. plum pick, Tom? No. So who is it? My plum pick is I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna hit plum pick uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins. I like that one. Um, the schedule that they have is just really easy. And that's the huge... He's on the Jags now. Yeah, he's on the Where Jags. Where Chris Ivory is? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, well, yeah, I don't think it's best to explain the running jokes, but when you make it sound like we don't know who where people are <laughs> i feel like we should explain it <laughs> so that yeah. was a joke <laughs> um, but yes chris ivory's no longer a jag but who is is austin safarian jenkins and um mercedes lewis is no longer a member of the jacksonville jaguars either he is not 
Okay, so. So we're banking we're, on ASJ for London, at least. Well, yeah, because you know they throw it to the tight end in London. Yep. Well, you know what we've been banking on all of last year was that the Giants were awful against the tight end. If that trend continues even to just game one of the 2018 <laughs> season, you get Austin Severian Jenkins versus the Giants. I love that, that that's your pump pick. Just like just so like play him week one, and then we'll have a pump pick for week two ready for you to yeah. pick up and play the he next week. just played week. everyone. But I, I say this to say that his schedule is pretty easy. There are not banner um, – you know, teams that are going to thwart your tight end. Right. Um, even as a passing schedule, they have one of the easiest in the NFL. And as a tight end, I believe the metrics right now throw them at the third easiest for tight ends. Sweet. Tight end uh, coverage has been spotty by some teams. And weirdly, it has been very predictable. So I do kind of yeah. trust that metric a little bit more than I would trust others that are, you know, projecting an entire season to unfold the very same way that it did. As we know, that does not usually happen. Yeah. Week two, if you want to ride it out, he's got the revenge game versus uh, the Patriots. Not because he was on them, but because he they scored. stole oh, touchdowns man, from him they did. last year. So two. our rankings month recurring theme, give credit to guys who scored touchdowns when he, they should have been awarded. So he gets some more. He's get he's got a plus one in that category. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not so far along, you get to the pure revenge game versus the Jets. Look, what I'm trying to say is that this is an offense where Blake Bortles, you know, scrambles around, does weird stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. Jags 2018, let's get weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think Austin Severian Jenkins is a useful asset. They don't just add him for no reason. Uh, Scott's a little weary of him because they haven't really generally been a tight end friendly team. Yeah, and but, I'm, I've am i been a big fan of ASJ. Obviously, last year I loved him. Yeah, but. in the right matchups, I think he's going to be very useful. And like I was saying, I don't even think you need a tight end in the top 15. Last year I was drafting Charles Clay. Yeah. And people thought I was insane. More on and, him later. And yeah, and now we have him ranked in this episode. Yep. So there are guys, deep guys, like I would say if you know, if time ran out in on, you know, some of the guys that I was really targeting, I'll take Austin Severian Jenkins. I'll take Vance McDonald versus the Browns week one, who yep. have actually been worse against the tight end than even the Giants. Over and, three years. <laughs> yeah, and I would even I don't want to take a late round flyer week one with Jake Butt, Butt Stuff twenty eighteen. Yeah. But I, I believe that he has a good year upcoming. Um, and you'll be able to get him later I saw, down the line. Don saw that there, he was ranked 32nd yes. by Pro Football Focus. Fantasy pros. Fantasy pros. Whoever Brutal. they are. Dead to me. Because he's going <laughs> to... I mean, I'd love to put a wager on that. Of course he's going to be better than the 32nd tight end. They've got jokers in their stable at that yeah. position. Jake Butt was a stud in college. He was a four-year uh, starter over at Michigan. So, mm-hmm. he, you know, he did it right. He's He's... You know, he's put in the time, he had an unfortunate injury, and now he's healthy. So I think the stars align for him to actually be useful. Yep. And if you want to stream one of these guys that I was just mentioning then, and then, you know, once a Jake Bot streamable week comes into uh, into the fold, maybe add him and don't drop him right away. Let's right. see let's see if he can build some speculative success Give him the chance. on that. And that's the kind of thing that I like to preach with the tight ends. Do not panic if they all leave the board. Yeah. That is to your advantage. Yeah. Yep. Because then immediately you can just go matchup based until you find somebody. Yeah. Um, you did mention joking, and my guy. Some of the Browns have taken to calling him the Joker. I'm just calling him my best friend. 
Yeah. My plum pick for the second straight year What's is David Njoku. <laughs> the guy who keeps tweeting. The weird at me. fan, yeah. <laughs> and of course my Twitter name, why so serious? Oh wow. So uh full circle. So I'm a big Njoku fan. He was very underused. He made some really nice plays. He did some really great things. And the Browns just never started to feature him. Even with Corey Coleman going out, they had no one at the wide receiver position. You know, Duke Johnson was there was underused as well. Like they gotta understand that this guy is a very talented player. He's a celebrity tight end for sure, and I think that they do want a guy who's going to block a little bit more than Njoku wants to, but just go get a guy and let Njoku catch passes and score touchdowns for you because, Browns fans, it's been so long since you last won a game that you might forget this. You have to score touchdowns to win. Yeah. I mean, and we know Tyrod Taylor likes to pepper the tight end position, so uh, back to Charles Clay, all the way to lead to Rome. And, uh, (laughs) I mean, I like the pick. He's a really young guy, so in Dynasty... 22 he is. Yeah, you're going to want to consider him. Um, He's pretty trendy, though, uh, in those those circles, so it's hard to get a real good price on him because he actually hasn't quite done anything yet, as you mentioned, which is why we've got him in plum pick range. Uh, I think we all like the potential, and we love making plum picks and all that stuff, but uh, I'm excited to see if he shows up. He's a fun guy to root for, no doubt. Yeah. And uh, the potential is definitely there, but there's a lot of mouths to feed there, so we'll see how he does. And so if you don't think Njoku has enough experience to trust him, Scott's plum pick is a guy who has... Decades of experience. He has seems. so much experience and a ton of experience with his new quarterback, Drew Brees. I'm talking about Ben. His new Watson. old quarterback, Drew Brees. His new old quarterback. Yeah, exactly. They're getting they have, back together. They have rapport. He gets my dog back. I got my dog. <laughs> back. Exactly. He's steady. You know, he's gonna be on the field a ton for them. And for me, that's enough for just you're gonna be able to get Ben Watson whenever you want. You can pick him in the last round when Tom loves to pick his tight end. Yeah, I and you his name out there. really. Might be able to ride him out for the entire season just just off of Breeze, his, you know, after, you know, his, his dump downs, his second reads and all that type of stuff. And uh, the the trust that he's already built over past seasons is going to be something that I think gets him into starters range and streamable range all year. Yeah, Absolutely. I think he's a really sneaky guy. I think he's an awesome mention here and almost should be. And uh, thank God I Googled this because it's going to be great. Okay. Uh, he plays the Bucks week one. He's probably not going to get drafted. So we're going to go with our Vance McDonald's. We're going to go with our Austin Safarian Jenkins. We're going to let him relax because yeah, the Bucks have good linebackers. But week two, your boy's got the Browns. Oh, oh yeah. Here we go. go. So, you know, that, we're starting the rotation early. Yeah. And I mean, you can't go wrong with this kind of, this kind of streaming. And we mentioned at the end of the, the season last year that – this strategy actually yeah, right? tight end yes. three numbers. It was pretty much equivalent or right in the neighborhood of Zach Ertz. Yeah. So someone that you'd be spending, you know, what, a fourth round pick, fifth, fifth round pick six, on yeah. this year, mm-hmm. um, is gonna cost you so much capital where you can get a wide receiver, you can get a running back. And this is why I'm so lukewarm on you can tight end. The stream, because, baby. Yeah, you can just go out there and make it happen week to week. Look, and we not, just our two plump picks are week one, week two. We yeah, got you already. Not only <laughs> is it so much fun. Oh, it is a rush. But it affords you the ability to build a stronger team, better depth, all that good stuff. Um, and we could say the same thing for quarterback. I'm not sure we really hated on the position enough in the rankings. But uh, we'll get there throughout the season. A more mock draft episodes coming yeah, I'll, before I'll, the end of the season. I was just thinking, too, speaking of which, 
it's the last week of June, and Tom already is two weeks into his tight end streaming plan for the year. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have this done by September. Yeah. I'm mean, like, week 16, I'm going to pick up this well, guy. He's we already know week waiver 16. Claims set. We know he's going to be there. Yes. Um, I think you maybe we just forgot that you were going to pump pick him. Well, no, no, I changed look? it. Yeah, yeah, I changed yeah. it because I like Ben Watson yeah. season long. I think Tyler Croft will be in the starting lineup and doing well by then. But uh, yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to the countdown then. Only 15. Like Tom said, I mean, it, it doesn't like Tom. Th- Tom is going to undermine this whole thing, I feel like, which is going to be awesome. But number 15 is I'm Jack not Doyle. overly excited either. But, yeah. you know, I, I have a better spirit than Tom. Number 15 is Jack Doyle. He gets his dog back. But someone may come in in Turkish gerb <laughs> with Eric Ebron. Turkish <laughs> um, So, like, I do think he is going to be the first tight end off the bench for Indy. But he may not finish there. And that's why we're lower on him because... Like Jack Doyle was like a fringe good matchup tight end one in PPR than he was much better in PPR for sure. Um, Very good in uh, only in positive fumbles lost. He wasn't yeah he wasn't very consistent. He wasn't a very consistent like actual football player for them. You know like you said he fumbled a lot. He had a lot of drops, but guess who's coming in behind him? (laughs) Mister fumbles and drops himself. (laughs) Eric Ebron. Yeah, the hype train is high on Ebron. Of course it is. It always is. I don't for no reason. I'm not loving it. Of course. Of course (laughs) not. Why would I burn a draft pick on this guy? (laughs) Oh, especially when the hype is moving him up the board. What is the point? No. I would. I would actually rather have Jack Doyle. Um, and I don't want either of them. No. But. Uh, Jack Doyle is liked by Andrew Luck, at least, and they have a rapport. Uh, Eric Ebron is brand new, and if Andrew Luck is not throwing footballs, I mean, he is kind of now, but he's not throwing... He's working his way up. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have any... He has zero career reps with Eric Ebron, and we'll see how many he gets to before the season starts. That might be the first reps mention of the season. No, I've mentioned it. Okay, I was going to (laughs) say, wow, we haven't really brought up reps enough yet. No, I've been repping it. Okay, good. Um, Very good. So, and one last thing that I do want to mention is you remember the days where this is, so like the, what's the word, the trope with the Colts is always like, oh yeah, we're going to stop using two tight ends. Right. And we're well, going to commit to a one tight end set. They haven't done that. No. They, they say they're going They've to. They've done the opposite. Yeah. It's always been, what was it? Dwayne Allen, Jack Doyle. Yeah. Dwayne Colby Allen, Colby Fleener. Fleener. So like now it's just Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. And I don't like, you know. It's when you feel good about a tight end matchup, it's almost like a coin flip if they'll get a touchdown. Yeah. You know, if yep. you're, That's you know. all it is. Yeah. And now it's a coin flip on which guy is even going to get the touchdown. So yeah. now we're staring down much longer odds. Yeah. And it, there's just other places to go with it. So I get him at 15. I like him. I like him for PPR. But one thing about the coin, the coin flip thing, too, I know we got a lot of Madden players. Tails never fails. <laughs> uh, moving on now. I'm Number 14, guy, George Kittle. Everybody's making a big deal about Jimmy GQ. I think yep. we should start calling him Jimmy GK because he is going to pepper George Kittle <laughs> in the red zone this year. George I think Kittle right. coming into his second season in the NFL as well. Um, so I think he's in for that big second-year tight end leap, and I yeah, think he's I all agree. systems go. Jimmy G used the heck out of uh, Selleck, too. And Selleck had huge runs where he was startable for, what, three or four weeks, you know? Yep. And that, he was basically startable for that run that uh, Jimmy G and, and the 49ers went on. And we're assuming that Kittle's going to step into that role, like you said, in his second year. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to get some tuts. I think he's going to be startable. They liked what they saw with him. And this is a guy that I actually am interested in above, you know, against all odds. Hey, finally. Um, 
I think I would be very, very happy if toward the end of the draft this guy's still available and I can get him in 12, 13, 14, 15, something like that. Yep. And uh, I, I'd just be really happy with him because I think you know, the, the opportunity is there to get a late-round guy and that he might turn into a week-to-week reliability right. sort yeah. of piece of your lineup. And that's really what I'm looking for, yeah, right? We tutty-butted these two in our first mock draft episode, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, yeah I, we did. We did. Uh, I like George Kittle. I think it's cool that the hype is sort of cooling on him because it was kind of high, and now I don't hear much about him. Yeah. Perfect. So, uh, that's I the like perfect that. guy for you. Yeah, then. this is the perfect guy for me. I, I, I would love to wind up with him in some uh, some drafts. But I can I can stream with the best of them. Yeah. Of course. All right. Um, one of your streamers from last year, Charles Clay, is our number thirteen tight end. Well, I actually and so he, he was, was actually a guy you were depending on too. Yeah, he was after more a like while. a George Kittle play. Like I, I can get him really late, and I think I might be able to start him. He was in my bold predictions actually. If you he remember, was right. To be, I, I think what I said was a top seven. Top seven. Yeah. yeah. And he was end. at that pace he before was he got 100% hurt. One hundred percent at that pace, way. and that was one of the predictions i was most proud of yeah he was like it was like watching my son go play football <laughs> when i would see charles clay get the ball and yeah ball out yeah i remember watching red zone with you and seeing some of those priceless reactions <laughs> uh, tom but, doesn't actually have a son by the way for anybody who knows him <laughs> right? my son is charles clay okay it's been a month of like forgotten sons just ask drake um, oh. yeah oh yeah i went there <laughs> Push a D. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Charles Clay. I like it because no matter who's starting, McCarron or uh, Tall Josh Allen, or Nathan Peterman, who apparently is in like yeah. the, in the lead right now, Buffalo yeah. season baby. Yeah, that's uh, whoever they are. Insane. Whoever starts for the for Buffalo, they're gonna want Charles Clay to be on their good side because he's gonna be a safety valve for them. Yes, we don't think the Bills are gonna be very good. No. So many attempts, yeah, many attempts from guys who will not be able to push the ball down the field, which means yeah. a ton of targets for Clay, who's been able to get open in the intermediate range his whole career and yeah. just eat up targets, and he'll get a couple touchdowns and throughout the season, you know, get you five or six and push you through the year. That you know, you're gonna be out that you're gonna have to pick and choose the weeks that you play him, but because you're gonna basically be banking on that touchdown. But, you know, he's going to have some really good weeks. He's another guy, too, where PPR ticks gives him another tick. Yeah, for on sure. His ranking, for sure. Number 12, I wish we could rank this guy higher, but unfortunately he is made of paper. Jordan Reed. Um, yeah. Usually something always torn or tattered with him. Um, he got chucked from a game last year. I mean, this dude, it, we know that the talent is there. We just don't know when we're going to be able to use it throughout the season. And that's why, he's to me, he hasn't been worth a draft pick for me. In years, no. however, he is going in the cheapest range possible for him over the last probably five six years. Ever since he came onto so. the scene, this is as, as you know as low as he's gotten. Um, honestly, I'm I'm a little more excited for Vernon Davis. Yeah, playing with the Alex Asgardian. Smith again. You know, I like yeah. I like that he's going back to play with Alex Smith. So, uh, you know, Jordan Reed just can't stay on the field. So, like you said, he goes too early. He's too early to yeah. to not play. I have him and Eifert back to back. I think. It's, I think I do too. I wish Eifert was. Uh, this was a segue. Unfortunately, we do have someone between them, but I think their situation is just so similar in my eyes. Um, they both represent a great value on draft day if they can do what they've done in the past. Yeah. But the likelihood one of that one happening season. is just is so low. Yeah. I have Eifert, and as we all have Eifert a little bit above him, I, yeah. at least consensus wise. Yep. I have Eifert one spot ahead because so his when he's on he's on yeah. as yeah. on gets yep um excuse me and jordan reed you know he he's as on as on gets sometimes too but oh he's had he's some... as off as off gets 
more often than Tyler Eifert. Oh, yeah. You're right. Great point. He doesn't play um, enough games. We do have Cameron Brait in between uh, Jordan Reed and Tyler Eifert, and I think I know why. Because he rules. Because Number one, because Cameron <laughs> Brait rules. But He's a run-up-the-score sweetheart. Yeah, oh, we yeah. love him. Uh, but O.J. Howard seems to be a pretty big threat. Again, second-year tight end leap could be incoming. A lot of sites have O.J. Howard where we currently have Cameron Brait, and they have Brait buried. Of course Sorry, they do. I don't see it. I think that's just because people, I'll believe it when I see it with OJ Howard. I think people get a little over trendy with this stuff, um, especially tight ends. It's, Agreed. It's so it's it's such a crapshoot. It feels like a crapshoot, and it is often. Yeah. But I think that the, you can't doubt the rapport that Jameis Winston and uh, Cameron Brait have. Yeah, you want to talk about reps? As soon as Jameis Winston came back in that game versus the Packers, who are a good team against the tight end. Uh, upper 50%, like probably 25%, yeah. actually. And um, Cameron Braid had multiple touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. So, like, right away. You can't doubt that connection. And in any other circumstance, I don't think anyone would. But it's just people get so wrapped around, you know, these tight ends and how they went early or whatever. Right. They they just use two tight ends. And Cameron Braid is so reliable he's as reliable as it gets he plays um, almost every down for them it feels like too when you watch their games i do have the fear of oj howard i had no fear last year last year i was all about cameron Brait. so if you're right. thinking that's going to continue it's not necessarily uh because i think he'll be drafted on like you like you know last year he was buried um and i just don't think it's worth oh it is worth mentioning that rookie tight ends never really contribute statistically no. more often than and even not. Howard had still had six touchdowns so yeah that's pretty so good. he he was uh, an outlier in that and he's gonna work his way in now so that's yeah. why I had less fear yeah. he actually did more than I expected so once again we might be staring down the tunnel of long odds on the coin flip and then the coin flip again yeah with this duo so i'm i'd like to avoid the tight end duos at all costs oh yeah, um, yeah. last year i was a little more fearless this year i uh it's instilled we need yeah. standalone streamers that's right. what we're looking for. but um, if i had to camera break gun yeah. to my head yep. break oh yeah make fantasy braid again yeah can we still use that as a team name uh yeah no yeah. Uh, no okay. you can cool. for sure yeah all right yeah, cool. Um, Tyler Eifert is our number ten. A thing. A lot of again. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Tyler <laughs> Eifert is our number ten. And again, in the same ways that you can't trust Jordan Reed, we understand if you can't trust Tyler Eifert. Yes. But the one thing, and I said this last year when we started talking about Tyler Eifert. Here's the thing with him. He scores a lot. Yes. He does score. He does score a lot when he can play. And he's got Andy Dalton's eye in the red zone. That could be enough to, you know, to get him across that. Tight end one, tight end two threshold, but now there's the other thing about Tyler Tyler Eifert. He misses games. A lot of them. Every single season of his career, he's missed at least two games. Hashtag stats. Yeah. So if not a lot more. Most cases a lot more, as yeah. a matter of fact, Tom. You're absolutely right. So like we have him ten because of that potential, but we understand that he could easily finish outside the top thirty. If he's not around. Yes, for sure. So. It's definitely worth speculative ads, a term we won't Always. throw out until, you know, into the season usually. Right. But if, if these guys <laughs> if these guys are getting dropped, you know, if, if someone's drafting two tight ends or whatever and they take a gamble with one of these guys and they're not they're not playing yet, whatever, and then you know, you're sniffing their their welcome back tour in a couple weeks. You throw them on your bench, see what can happen, and that's an instance where I'd like to have two tight ends on my bench. Yeah. Definitely not leaving the draft. No. Yeah. Okay, cool. Number nine, 
Trey Burton. We love the landing spot. He's going to be with Matt Nagy in Chicago. Scott, how much do you like the Bears? Love them. You love the Bears. Love the Bears. Trey Been Burton's saying it. the starting tight end for the Bears. So He's one of the people that I love the most on the team. Yeah. Really. Um, you have him He's eight. So Tom has him nine. Trendy. I have him ten. If oh, he yeah, wasn't I know. as trendy as he is, I might have him eight. But I his think, price is still pretty okay. It is, and it's it's just it's I don't know. I'm just getting frustrated hearing all the Trey Burton talk. I know. It's like I, I, well, it's just because we don't like when these tight ends start to creep up into these rounds. It's where, like when that emo it, band that like came from your was, hometown starts to get popular. Like no, they're they're. I should only be. Is this a is this <laughs> like a hidden them. in plain view? Knock? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, it's like you're not going to – I don't want to see Trey Burton getting drafted in the same round as, like, Emmanuel Sanders, you know? Like, when I see that, it's like – He's going to, but only I know. because Emmanuel Sanders is getting disrespected. Yeah, right. I was going to say. And the tight yeah. ends are getting overvalued. No, but, yeah, I agree. If I if I have to make that choice, yeah. I don't even have to tell you which I would choose. Right. And Trey Burton, yes, he's in a great position. Yes, Matt Nagy's – he's the apple of Matt Nagy's eye right now. And, yes, the tight end in that system has flourished. But – Trey Burton, if, if we just want to be realistic, has, what, 300 yards to his name? It is his yeah, best season true. of all time. Yeah, and, and a passing touchdown. And a passing in the touchdown Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, which ruled. Ruled. But that's that's not baked into this ranking, though, by the way. that What I'm saying is the I— The potential is. Still, all those things that are going for him, he rocks, cool, he's trendy, I get it. Mm-hmm. All around, I approve. But, but you won't have him. I've No way. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Uh, He'd have to fall. I'd have to be in a draft with a bunch of people who don't know what's going on because somebody is going to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Probably me. (laughs) Uh, How about Delaney Walker? We've been drinking this guy's Kool-Aid for uh, ever since he got into Tennessee, and he's been super steady. He's the least sexy top-tier tight end in the NFL. So not sexy. Yes. And you know what, Don? From a fantasy perspective, that's I think why I the like the guy. Of course, I like this guy. <laughs> of course, I you like do. This guy. Of course, you do. I like when they're disrespected. Yep. I remember when he was going so deep. Like I think it was three years ago. Yeah. And I, I was picking him like gangbuster. Mm-hmm. So he, he's he was another, your Charles. Clay. He's another son of mine. Yep. Um, he gets <laughs> no son of mine <laughs> will be disrespected in the mock draft. He. He gets over a hundred yards or hundred yards. He gets over a hundred targets a season. That's a lot. So it's hard to disrespect. Tough to find that for, for a tight end. So he is one of those guys in a weird way. If he falls, I I take the gamble on yep. it because we he, did that in the mock draft. He in many situations is the number one wide receiver in uh that offense. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's not a wide receiver. I get it. But, but he, he functions as a lot. He gets the sure. most targets. The yeah. offense runs through him. He's a mainstay. He yeah. must be a, a true leader in that locker room. Yeah. Him and Mariota must, you know, who knows? They're bumping yeah. at minicamp for <laughs> they sure. They go out to eat spaghetti dinners and Lady and the Tramp that noodle all the way in until they smooch. Because they, they've got Dude, a good relationship. spoilers. Rela- <laughs> they've got a good relationship and nothing ever changes about it. Yeah. So that's why I was uh, lukewarm on Corey Davis. Yeah. And it's also why, you know, sometimes I'm interested in this guy. I love right. the disrespect. Yes. I get it. Here's a guy who maybe we think is getting a little too much respect in mock drafts right now. It's Kyle Rudolph. The names he's going with, like, and the rounds he going he's going in, it's a lot for a very touchdown-dependent tight end who's playing with a new quarterback. Now, listen, Kirk made a household like name it. out of Jordan Reed. <laughs> yeah, Scott, you've got him at five. I, yeah. I like him, too. All the same things I said about Trey Burton. Like, all of the, the ticks in his column, 
approve. Sure. Yeah, they yeah. make perfect sense. It all checks out. Just goes too early. But I'm just not drafting the tight end <laughs> in yeah. that round. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I hear you. And it's, and the stubbornness. If if we're gonna get shamed for it, you know, so be it. But I'm with you, dude. I'm yeah. not drafting one then either. I like him, and it I makes like sense. and I like Kyle Rudolph. Of course, you know he's playing with Kirk Cousins, someone who's peppered the tight end, regardless of who it's been, whether it's been Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, Niles Paul. It doesn't matter, you yeah. know, whoever's I, been out there, he's fed them. So I think I think Rudolph's really gonna have a good season. But like we said. You won't too damn him. early. I liked him better when he was a nobody. <laughs> this is the emo bands and tight end reference did really work in because I'm seeing where that bias may have yep. began. There, there are still kids in Chicago who are like, "Yeah, I knew them. I knew Fallout Boy when they." I knew Fallout Boy's name was going to come. <laughs> I was just starting. I, I, they wrote the national anthem. I was starting to think of when or which tight end would be Fallout Boy. <laughs> and then you said it. It's so it just, I got derailed. No, we got another one coming, too. <laughs> Do you have uh, an idea of who would be the Fallout Boy of tight ends? We're about to find out who the new Fallout Boy of tight ends is. Let's hear it. It's not right now. Oh, okay. I'll well. let you know. Evan <laughs> Ingram, number six. Talk about a guy who's going way too early. Uh, you know, you, Scott, you've done a great job highlighting Evan Ingram's rookie season. His production was out of sheer necessity they absolute dire necessity desperation (laughs) but they lost brandon marshall odell beckham sterling and shepherd played like maybe three games they were down to to king and and lewis the guy that tom was the tom the guy that tom was was playing in draft kings (laughs) yeah and they were like all right i guess yeah so he hit he hit a target level for a rookie tight end that it may probably, never be reached again. It may never be reached again. And he may he never reach it again. In almost 20 years. Yeah. And he's not going to reach it again. There's but no way. He is still a really good football player. Yes. So, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm just like, all we're saying here is he's being drafted too early. The talent is there. The opportunity will be there because he, with Odell and Brandon Marshall, he was still getting a ton of red zone targets too. Yeah. But no doubt. He also got everything forever after those guys went out so like he's not going to get that anymore he's going to get red zone looks which is all you want in a tight end yes he's got the talent to work out of the slot and they did move him around a bunch which is so a big i don't deal. think they're going to yes, just abandon sure. that because they know it works and they eli does have you know he's does he have a connection with him <laughs> yeah Here eli's awesome this year baby i love eli this year so <laughs> I did throw some respect on Evan Ingram's name. Uh, I mean, he's a great athlete. He ran a faster forty than Odell Beckham Jr. It's worth mentioning that. Yeah, every but so did T.O. last a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, not well. Goes back to the wide receiver rankings <laughs> yeah, episode yeah. when you say, "Yeah, Antonio Brown's a technician. He's changing right. the game." Odell Beckham, he works on his craft. He's much of the same. Yeah. Um. You know, I love. Hopefully, the guy. Evan Ingram gets to that. Yeah, level. and I, I hopefully he does. He's a huge-bodied guy and. Just because he is that doesn't mean he has to lean on that. And he's the kind of new wave tight end that does line up in the slot. You know, the celebrity tight end that we always bring up. Um, So he's obviously a really good talent. Uh, I do agree that he's going to be overdrafted based on that production last year. It's impossible for him to really make good on that again. Uh, Even though I think he'll be a tight end one. I do too. Good guy out there. We've got him ranked up here for a reason. But another guy that I just will not own, um, even though when I'm streaming Eli... I'll be cheering for this guy. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I mean, I think I could get interested in him because I like that there won't be as much attention on him, which is good. You know, there will be so much on Saquon and, yeah. and Odell and Shepard. But, you know, he's just not going to reach that 
that level that he hit last year with Odell on the, on the same yeah. field as him. All right, number five, we've got Jimmy Graham. He goes from Seattle to Green Bay. And we had this discussion last year in the tight ends episode when the Packers got Martellus Bennett. And I was all in on it. I thought Martellus Bennett was going to be awesome. Tom and Scott, you guys both have said, yeah, yeah but you know, like Aaron Rodgers never really had a great tight end. Yeah. Never really brought fantasy tight end one production to a tight end. So you'd think with all of that in mind, I would ease off of Jimmy Graham a little bit. No, you're back in. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> I am all in on Jimmy Graham. I want him everywhere. I will pay up for him. He's going to be in the bold predictions episode. Let me just say that. I don't know how and bold it will be. It from here. I don't know how bold it will be because we'll he, he he was really heavily targeted last year. Um, obviously, he had a massive amount of touchdowns, and I think he can do that again. Uh, I just like I've been saying, I don't think they're going to be using him too much between the twenties. Yep, he's going to be a red zone guy, and as long as he can do that double move, Jordy get open in the back of the end zone thing. He can be a pseudo Jordy Nelson, and we know that that's good for 10-plus touchdowns, Yep. and we know that Jimmy Graham wants to do that. So in a weird way, I see him as a very um, divisive kind of – or what's the word I'm even looking for? The, it doesn't matter. I'll just yeah. explain it. Um, some people are really – nervous about him and some people are really high on him like you don and yeah, i think that's divisive I, well well and i think that that will show out in one way or the other right i don't think you're going to see a middle ground year i think you're going to see him exploding with touchdowns just being touchdown rich yeah. or another packers tight end failure and i do think that the seesaw leans to the touchdown rich area is jimmy graham the first player ever to play for to catch passes from three different hall of fame quarterbacks um, Ke- Breeze, Wilson, and now Rodgers. If you want to shrink it down to tight end. I don't even think we need to shrink it, though. Yeah, maybe, though. That's cool. Just thinking. Well, I, uh, I can make a joke here if you'd like. Martellus Bennett with Tony Romo, uh, no, Brady, and Rodgers? I was going to say Brandon Cooks with Jared Goff. Oh, okay. Hey, <laughs> oh, a lot of story cream. left to be told about Jared Goff. I like that a lot. Too. Old prediction. It's a shame we couldn't time. get a Ram in here, but we did get uh, three Tuesday guys. And we got some from goats. the Rams. Yeah, yeah I think I think Jimmy Graham's year getting back to him is going to be like he's. I think it's going to be the same as as in Seattle. Like there's going to be some weeks where he scores two touchdowns and he looks like a world beater, and then there's going to be weeks where he literally doesn't catch one pass. And you know, he, it's going to be at the end of the year he's going to have a real nice stat line, and you're never going to know when the touchdowns are coming, and you know, you're just going to be kind of forced to play him and ride out that wave. But isn't that the nature of tight ends? And that's he, why I love. He the is the stream. Better. Yeah. Within himself for yeah. a whole season. But the problem is, is the price tag, of course. Right? Yeah, all right. And then the roster space and all the other gripes that I have. I also think I just solved all of Jimmy Graham's problems. At him. Can't dunk on the goalpost, right? He's What's Green Bay known for? Lambo Lambo leap. leap. Oh. Instead of doing a Lambo leap, someone from Green Bay brings a basket. Oh, And they let him God. dunk the ball into yes. that basket every time. We got to go. We got to go to the game. We got to go to the first game. We got to be the first touchdown. We got to be there and be ready. <laughs> that is a. You're right that you solves a lot of problems with that one. Yeah. <laughs> also, go to Germany. Get the um, the fusion research thing that Kobe got on his knee to make sure that your patellar doesn't give out again. I think Fair. it'd be cool if he did the dance that that guy did in the vine where he dunked on the guy and then he did the... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no one can see me doing the dance. No. I did it perfectly. He did. He did. It was a great vine. Anyway, number four... Cam gets his dog back, Greg Olson. Um, I disrespected him a little bit. Him. I have him eight. That's his you know, so, foot issues oh. on an aging tight end. Those can linger. 
and I'm worried about it. You know, the Panthers, they're going to have McCaffrey more involved. They're going to have DJ Moore more involved. They're going to hopefully get Funchess going a little bit more. And then you've also got CJ Anderson. The target bubble is shrinking. They're not for Greg as worried Olsen, about it, though, in my man. opinion. They they shipped off uh, Dixon. They didn't even yep. care to leave him around. Uh, Greg Olson was always uh, a very available. He almost retired. Sure. To go to the Monday Night Football booth. That doesn't mean he's not going to score tugs. That's there. right. He's getting tugs. There's no doubt about it. And I think all these guys, all these names you're talking about, just helps him. It just gets less attention on him. This offense ran through him when it was functioning at its very best. And I think it will do the same again this season where you can just lock him in to another solid tight end one he season. He had three consecutive years with 1,000 yards receiving, which is more than most tight ends can ever even begin to shake a stick at. And he was always available. He was a... Uh, he was very healthy in his career. He tried to come back early uh, on this injury last year, but it just didn't seem to be worth it. Yeah. It wasn't that he couldn't do it. It's that no one really wanted and him to. And then he also came back from injury and torched the Packers. Yes. So there you go. Well, those are the only tight ends that had success against the Packers, right. him and uh, Cameron Bray. Cameron yeah. Because they were pretty, uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they were. All right, moving on to number three. It's fallout boy time. <laughs> Sugar, we're going down. Oh, yeah. Zach Ertz, you think? Um, Super yeah. Bowl champion Zach Ertz. I think he can <laughs> blow up and be the one of the biggest tight ends in the world. Just like Fall Out Boy blew up and became one of the biggest bands in the world. And then in like five years, Zach Ertz is going to make some absolute garbage album like <laughs> Fall Out Boy did this year. And it's, and we're never going to speak his name again. So where is he now? Is he right now? Is I think he he's at, about uh, to hit his from under the court. It's not, it, it's not a scene. It's a No, I think, he's, I think he's sugar. We're going down. Dance, dance. Little wow. at sixteen candles season, so he's coming in hot. Wow, I think I think you, you might be right. I don't know what the, exactly that might equate to, <laughs> but Foles like, loves wow, him. Wow, wow, loves him. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but um, well, I agree with you. I think that uh, he's gonna see a ton of targets. He's he's like a centerpiece of this offense, and they use him in a very inventive way. Yeah, getting rid of Trey Burton helps him. They obviously drafted. Um, a tight end this year too but we don't care about that because like we said rookie tight ends normally take so long to catch on yeah i think Ertz is just going to be used even more and he's going to do even better i'm just still in the fallout boy thing right here i could have <laughs> sworn it was going to be bestowed upon travis kelsey nope uh it seems like a, a logical <laughs> jump he sold out he had a show on tv <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, not yeah. bad. Yeah. Would have been good, yeah. Almost got good. even like a, an emo haircut, which has been adopted <laughs> by the hipsters now. Good yeah, point. Sure. Good yeah. point. Uh, they don't talk about that, though. <laughs> by the way, uh, uni- I forgot to mention this. <laughs> they don't talk about that. Unanimous top three for us. Everybody had Ertz three. We'll go to two. Everybody had Travis Kelsey two. I came to my, my senses this boy. year. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, Travis Kelsey, he's maybe my favorite player in the NFL. I think he's so good. I think he's only getting better. And, you know, he's going to be a TE1. It's just a matter of how high can he get. Can he start to challenge Gronk for the best tight end in the game? And, of course, we don't think that that's going to happen this year. But it could. With the configuration of this Chiefs offense, I actually think it's a possibility. You've been on the record saying you think he may be unstoppable this year. Yeah, and I... I'm going to put my money where my mouth is in some instances. I did make a trade for picks and stuff in the Dynasty League, which right. allowed me the ability to take an early tight end with Travis Kelsey. I think the rest of his career is just he's, – he's set yeah. up. He's in a yeah, great spot. For sure. I think he's only, still only 26. Yeah, he's, he's – Another guy they use in a really good way. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, I 
I can see the value. Why are you playing with the water bottle, Don? I don't I, have, I don't have my fidget cube. <laughs> Put it down. <laughs> Shut it down. We're only doing an audio program yeah. here. And you're just puttering around on an empty water bottle. One of the loudest things in a 10-foot radius of you. Either way, a 10-foot radius couldn't stop Travis Kelsey. No. He is a uh, he's a world beater tight end. Uh, I don't get excited about most of these guys, but you know, if, if I'm in a draft of people who don't get excited about them, then I do because I like to zig with the zag. And sometimes course. I get Gronk. Sometimes I get Travis Kelsey. And I'm not afraid to say that those guys are position winners. It's yeah. And it, should, it shouldn't – no one should be afraid to say that. No. It's obvious. Um, they're WR1s. They are. That's the thing. If you look at your team and you're like, man, I don't have any good receivers, but I have you know, Kelsey or I have Gronk. Do you just have a really good receiver then? Yeah, you have one. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, Every fine. league I had Kelsey in last year, I was just so happy to have him. So yeah. that's why um, the and another strategy thing too. Oh, go ahead. No, go oh, ahead. Oh, oh, oh. Well, the zero, like like Travis Kelsey is like perfect for the zero WR type of strategy because you can pick him in the third round. You have that flexibility to do it. And then the, it kind of protects you as having a, a top-level pass catcher without yeah. having to draft a receiver. Like and running back, running had, back, Kelsey wide receiver is a super interesting strategy going into drafts this summer. For sure. And even if you, if there was an available tight end that was worth streaming that week, you can do that and you don't lose sleep over flexing Travis Kelsey once no, in a while. No, not at all. Yeah, um, the one thing, last year when the Chiefs drafted Mahomes um, – Everybody was kind of like trying to figure out when is uh, when is Mahomes going to overtake Alex Smith, and of course it didn't happen. But Kelsey came out and he was like, "Listen, like I believe in Alex Smith. I love Alex Smith. I right. go to war with Alex Smith, but I go to war with Pat Mahomes in a heartbeat too." Yeah, he's like, "I think he's like from what we've seen from this kid in practice, he is ready to go, and that's an important thing to gain confidence in your young quarterback." And yeah, like Pat Mahomes is really going to need Travis Kelsey to be on his game, and of course we all think he's going to get that. Kind of treatment. From yeah, we, we know those one-on-one time uh, dates with yeah. Travis Kelsey yes. are yeah. just very important. And yeah, of course. Pat Mahomes must have won a lot of challenges yeah. at practice. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> He's been winning uh, challenges left and right. Yeah. There was no se- tra- catching Kelsey season two, by the way. Well, maybe that's because he's happily uh, caught. He is. He is, but not with the girl who won the show. Really? Yeah. Which I still think he picked the wrong girl. That has absolutely nothing to do with the fact <laughs> that our number one tight end for the second year in a row. And until he retires, basically, cannot is Robert be, cannot be held down. Goat Gronkowski, <laughs> beast. Yeah, yeah, can't be held down by anything or anyone. No, not even Bill Belichick can control this guy. Uh, and luckily, like, he just Gronk, gets to unleash sh- him. Can you just show up to the games? Like, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, man. I got this. Yeah. yeah. Um. The 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 hilarious thing that he flirted with retirement this off season, like that was never going to happen. Yeah. But hey, Gronk, he wants when that you play contract. Buffalo this year. Keep it together. <laughs> yeah, Please just hang just in there. We can't together. have you getting suspended in the fantasy playoffs. No, that's no. that's, that's a, just it's that's unforgivable. It's really, uncouth. yeah, it's it's not cool. Yeah, it is not cool. And uh, you know, we'll never what, revoke what else your goat status, him, but that's how it starts. Is he the yep. best tight end of all time? How could he not be? All right, fine. yeah, he's on. He's how on the he path. Right? He changed the game in a way that Tony Gonzalez never did. He's so cool. He does so he's much so more good. with his talent pool, and uh, yeah, he's the best of all time. I think it's no doubt. Sure. No arguments from me. Yeah. Okay, just okay. Um, it's just strange that in the Super Bowls he's 26. that he's won, in the Super Bowls that he's won, he has been like seldom involved. The, do you, you know guys I mean? take? Will you guys take one, him? I mean, he was almost the reason they came back and won that. Well, against yeah, the Eagles, like he was out of control in the well, second half. They didn't win that one. They didn't. Right. No, I know. You know, but I mean, saying? he could have been the reason. That yeah, he's yeah. gone really. He's really gone off in a lot of the playoff games where they've lost actually because he had a huge game against Denver. Well, when, when you're down. 
You go to the man. You go to the big. How end. early is uh, how early is too early for Gronk this there year? There is no such thing. Um, yeah, back end one, especially if you have like nine or ten, and you can go Gronk running back or Gronk, like whatever strategy you want to and do. The field why not? Completely opens up when you when you think about keepers and stuff like that. Right. If you've got a great value somewhere else down the line, and you want to take a risk on Gronk just to just is create there such some a world thing beaters, as a risk on Gronk. Like even if he gets hurt, you got to be like. Well, yeah, anybody would have taken Gronk. Yeah, I shot for you it. You know what I mean? You know, but yeah. that, so I don't think there's really yeah. such thing as too early. Obviously, if you've taken him at the 101 in a redraft, it's, You're it's a little crazy. Little, it's a little yeah. suspect. Uh, it's definitely suspect. Yeah. So that's like the only time it's too early. Yeah. Once the uh, insanely Second high quality hunt. running backs yeah. dry up and Antonio Brown leaves, right? Yeah. I think. Why not? Any time after if that. If you took him yeah. in front of Odell Beckham, I'd be like, that's weird, but. But hey, hey, you got Gronk and I don't, so you're I'm cool. pretty upset. <laughs> but you're yeah. really cool yeah. for doing that's, it. I mean, honestly, that's my answer to that question. After- 75 plus catches, 1100 plus yards, 10 plus touchdowns. If he plays all 16 games, there's no way he doesn't reach those thresholds. Right? You're not getting. I don't other, think there's so. not very many tight ends in the league that are going to go for 102 touchdowns and stuff like that. And he can He's do just, it yeah. anytime he wants. Yep. It just any given week, yeah. any given Sunday. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Um, Speaking of Sundays, we're going to go into our defense rankings now, and we're done. Um, we don't rank defenses. If you want to take the Jags, if you want to take the Rams, if you want to take the Eagles, any other defenses, you want, uh, Minnesota. I like Those guys are okay to trust week to week, but like you need to be ready to be flexible in those kinds you of situations. You have to live the stream. Yeah, it's you fun stream. to live the stream. So week one. I'm, I got the week one schedule right now, and nice. this is all we'll, we'll kind of go into. The Vikings play Jimmy G week one. I don't know if I'd trust them. Yeah, see, that's tough stuff. Yeah. Jarek McKinnon um, revenge game. Oh, I love it. Uh, the Ravens play the Bills. Ravens are strong defense. Um, Ravens are a strong defense, like, yeah. historically. So yeah. if, if people are just going to go crazy about getting the Jags and stuff like that, um, very often, almost always, the number one defense does not return as the number one defense. Yes. So it's a historically... Including when Seattle was... It, yeah, it's a know, completely what? historically overdrafted um, thing. It's a joke. Yeah, getting one, into some more positive matchups, the uh, Dolphins... The Dolphins play the Titans. Um, I would think Titans defense would probably be a good matchup there. Titans defense was solid last year. Second year in a row, the Steelers get the Browns week one. Um, So that's a good one. Jags get the Giants. So that's a pretty positive matchup. Uh, For season Uh, long, um, the Chargers are rumored to possibly acquire Earl Thomas. Oh, which would load their secondary. Yeah, they would instantly go onto my radar for it. I think they're on my radar even without them yeah. because they get so many sacks that you can put them in against anyone, basically, and they're yep. going to get you at least a, a good and floor for that a is, said this last year. That's important to mention. The sacks is actually the more reliable metric when you're looking for defenses right. than is anything else because you can defensively dominate a game but you might let up some points here, yeah. some points there. You don't get an interception, whatever. And now you're just looking at a, a yeah. five or right. six. You get three, four, five sacks a game. Like sometimes they're going to roll out. Yep. Uh, Joey Bosa, you know, you want to rely Melvin on. Ingram. Yeah, of course. You want to rely on players like yep. that mm-hmm. more so than you want to rely on de- like uh, cornerbacks who are banner players because a lot of the time they're just. Thwart- they're not even throwing away to they, them. They don't get a target at them or they're just thwarting passes, which doesn't yep. result in any sort of fantasy points. Right. I got three more positive matchups to talk about week one. Cowboys get the Panthers. If you think the Cowboys are going to take a step back, Panthers D might be intriguing enough, especially yep. at home. The Lions are playing against the Jets at home on Monday night. Okay. And the second Monday night game, the Rams are playing the Raiders. 
Oh, and you know the Rams could easily start teeing off on Derek Carr if they're not careful. I'm very sure. intrigued by the fact that those are on Monday night. I think it's very cool that you can use uh, the Lions for probably pennies on the dollar on draft day. Yeah, and the reason and I the like, Lions returned some really good value on with it as a defense last year. They anyway. sure did. Yeah, they did a lot of good work on special teams. So what I would the reason that I'm so interested in that though is that if you already have the win or the loss locked up by Monday night. Pull him. Go ahead and drop the Lions defense and add a backup running back from one of those four teams. Right. If someone goes out there and gets hurt, you have a zero dollar or even a receiver, just someone in the situation, there's gonna be so much Let's like say Kenny Galladay undecided. goes undrafted. And he goes off. I would drop the Lions defense, just go defenseless. Yep. No joke really. <laughs> yeah. And then add Kenny Galladay. And he might torch the Jets. Right. He might just embarrass those guys. And as much as I'm a Jets fan, that's a that's a distinct possibility. Oh yeah. yeah. And if you Marvin need the defense, Jones is a good one for that game too. And if you need that defense, you can go ahead and play the Lions. And I don't have I have no fear in that yeah. as well. Right. Uh, I'd like to mention the Saints. They play the Buccaneers. Oh yeah. You know, not a perfect matchup, right. but good enough. And then they get the Browns week two, like we mentioned with Ben Watson. So you so, might as well take the Saints, who aren't probably going to be one of the top ten defenses drafted. Take what you can get from a week one, and then you've got a phenomenal matchup week two. Yeah, and they are a good defense, much improved. So we'll, they get a Atlanta in the third week, so you might consider dropping them there. But you're going to get for what you pay on draft day, you know, a good investment for a couple weeks at least. Yep. yep. All right, let's kick out the jams. What are we looking at in terms of kickers? Uh, anyone who can kick a 50 bomb or no one at all. If you, yep. if your league doesn't want to have kickers, I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally fine with um devaluing this is them. your stump i i yeah. don't the, the get rid of kickers i don't really like them you know we pour all this we pour our hearts and souls and minds and sweat and all this stuff into these these rankings and all that stuff and a kicker just goes and topples the whole thing it just seems uh it seems yeah, but that's the chance that's the risk of it all you know it's all it's it, part of football. it's a full team effort and you I, need the kicker well, you need the Justin Tucker. Well, and, I'll bring them down a few notches rather than eliminate them entirely, but I'll fair. gladly eliminate them entirely. When I'm looking for a kicker, though, I'm looking for a guy who can kick 50 bombs because in those leagues where that's worth five, that's worth a whole heck of a lot. and um, Especially in standard leagues. A lot of, yeah, another and, thing, and too, just is... just kicking inside. Some, that's it. Some teams, like, a lot of people just pick whoever they think is the highest scoring team. That's not always the best thing. Like Gostowski's normally okay, but he kicks a lot of extra points. And he had the yips. We last want year. field goals, you know? So you're looking for like the Titans kicker, like suck up had like a monster season last year, you know, Kai for Kai, you know, like <laughs> these guys on these teams that are like good and they, and they have opportunity, but they screw up when they get down towards the, the red zone and Matt stuff Prater. like that. These guys go into my mind because out of pure hatred, right? right. Yes. I, they, there's no, those are the guys that tank that you. Kai Forbath should be getting a twenty me. spot. Yes, right. No but, way. But he does, and he will. You know. So outside of like you know Greg the Leg, Gostowski, and Tucker, there's your top three. Yep. I'm looking for people who are on like okay teams, so they have those chances to have, to get those fifteen. Pointers. I was thinking but Matt. That's Prater all I got for because you because he's got a huge leg. He plays indoors, and you know the Lions have had some issues in the red zone yeah. in years prior. Yeah, he's been great. So just another name to throw out there. Yeah, yeah, or anyone in Denver, they usually get a little. Uh, Is it still altitude McManus? boost? Uh, I'm not sure if it's still McManus, and I'm not embarrassed to not know that either. 
<laughs> You're a McManus guy, though. I am a McManus. I like I like to use the kicker in Denver. McManus yeah. actually operates a charity out of New Jersey. I also so actually McManus on our radar. Nice, officially cool. official Ruts sweetheart. I like to um, hey, make Cameron break. <laughs> Cairo Santos is a Jet, my sweet boy, my precious child, my special guy. Is he really? Yes, he is. He's yeah, a Jet. He is. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. kicker. Jets the ship. I like no. DraftKings, no kickers. Cool. All right, sure. so you'll catch Tom on DraftKings. How about that? At T Hills uh, there. Yeah, there you go. You can play me. If you uh if you need you more freaking lose. Ah, <laughs> nice. If you need more <laughs> advice on kickers and defense, don't ask me. Do it yourself. I don't know. I got nothing for no, you. I don't know. We we um, do throughout the season tell you yeah. good defenses to stream to yeah. pick up. And I'm thinking about it, you know? It's oh. just Defense is important, but I just think it's not important on draft day. It's important week to week, and I think yes. that a lot of the tight ends as well. And Don, you you really want to say? Something. Don't forget the heater that Robbie Gould was on when Jimmy G took over. Yes, because he was going twenties every week. Right, that's what you need. Just guys in in, in high I mean, scoring offenses. Is, that's actually is the way to go. that's that was worth pointing out. I think. Yeah, because that's why I was pointing. He won't be overdrafted. No, no. So and sure. it's been long enough. <laughs> so sure. Yeah. Um, Jake Elliott had a great year for the Eagles. All right. I'm done. I'm done. For, I'm done. They I'm go done. for two a lot. Though. They do. So that's the thing. And don't take the Steelers. Kicker. And they go on fourth down. The bombs. So like, <laughs> even though Jake Elliott can kick, kick sixty bombs, which is just awesome. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be down one point or something like that, and they go for it on fourth, and they go for a two point conversion, and they dork it. Agonizing. You just lose. I mean, I I can't put myself into that uh, theoretical position. No. So I try to avoid those guys if I can at all. But I've played Jake Elliott. I, yeah. you know, who cares? Right. Um, we hope, hopefully, you cared enough <laughs> to feel something about our tight end rankings. Please let us know your thoughts at RutzFF. Tom is at HillierFF. Scott is at WagsFF. I am at Why So Serious. Gentlemen, congratulations on a fantastic rankings month. Any we did a great job for tight end? Just what? throw a name out there. Any alibis you think might uh, put it together? Mike Jasicki. Hooper. I like Luke Wilson. Oh yeah, I like Luke Wilson. Wow. Yeah, a new <laughs> that's home. Owen. But yeah, the new home for him. We, we, we yeah, he's in Detroit now. You turn so my house into a fraternity house. <laughs> that's Luke Wilson. Nailed it. All right, um, kind of. We will see you that guys. Like Owen Wilson. <laughs> I got one Wilson impression. I'm sorry. That's fine. More than me. Um, yeah. Oh, here's another one. Wilson. <laughs> we it's will see you impre- in July. Wilson was a volleyball. <laughs> we will see you in July for non-rankings inspired content. Uh, we will be back next week with some. Some more fun. Uh, now we're getting in really into the, into the fun stuff where it's we really close. start to take some deep dives. We're it's getting close. super close. close. I'm excited. Uh, so hopefully you guys are ready to go. Like we said, we're at RutzFF on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll see you on there. And until next time, keep scoring. Baby, we were born to win.